Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Good afternoon, everybody. Joe Wu here on the Career Expert Live. Happy December 15th. Uh, doesn't feel like winter, does it, here in the East Coast? It was uh, 71, 72 degrees on Sunday. It's like 60 degrees, a little windy today, but it looks like the winter weather is going to start um, coming down soon here in the next couple of days. But definitely a real treat to enjoy some nice weather. Uh, hard to believe this is the 22nd episode of the year, and I've been at this almost six months now. It's been an incredible journey. The audience is continuing to build. We're getting some record reviews and very excited. Um, last week's show had Stephen Aldrich, uh, Senior Vice President of GoDaddy of Business Operations and Business Systems. He did a phenomenal job. Just great to hear his career, how he took off, and some of the things he talked about. If you haven't listened to it, definitely listen to it. It's a great episode. Um, and we've got Joe DeVito, a good friend of mine, met a few times. He's owner of Capital V Productions, executive producer with MTV, TLC, and other various shows. We'll get to him in a few, but want to get to the news real quick before we bring Joe on and close out this year with our last episode. Uh, the Republican debate is tonight. Uh, it's going to be real interesting to see what happens with, um, with Donald Trump. Uh, I'm not really sure. How this is going to go down, I think I'm going to be watching it for mostly entertainment purposes, but uh, this is after his uh, you know, unfortunate Muslim comments that he made. So let's see what um, what transpires, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if all the candidates attack him and go after him. Uh, Star Wars Episode Seven is a few days away. Uh, it premiered last night in Hollywood. It was the largest premiere in history. Um, and a friend of mine is actually out there now at uh, studios actually watching it. So people are kind of getting in uh, to see it for the first time. I won't be going until Friday. I thought originally Friday was opening night, but opening night is actually Thursday. So I'm a little bit of a day late, but you know what? It's okay. Still going to be a lot of fun, and I'm going to be off the internet for a few days, not watching any spoilers. Uh, for those of you that own drones, you're going to have to now start registering your drones. The FAA begins drone registry on December 21st in six days. And you have to register your drone um, and it has to be registered by February 19th, 2016, next year. So it makes sense. I get it. But there's you know hundreds of thousands of drones. So this is going to be real interesting to see how this um, this transpires. And for me, Joe is launching, joewoo.com. Site's going to be live very, very soon within the next week. We're very excited about that. Uh, you can see the coming soon page is there, but I'm accepting anybody who's interested in career advancement. Uh, if you're a student or if you're a established professional looking for career coaching, I can help with that. And a business, if you're looking for uh, how to get better employee engagement, I do everything from simple focus groups up to firewalks. So I have a wide range of tools that I use. So if you're uh, an employer, a company, or a business that's looking to help turn around employee engagement, I'm your guy for that. So give me a call or reach out to me on any of the various social media. So Joe DeVito is going to be coming up here in a few. And as we know, um, you know, you've definitely seen Joe's work. Uh, he was co-executive producer on New York Inc. And History Channel is the Fugawis. Um, he did a lot of work on the Jackass series on MTV with Steve-O, uh, Johnny Knoxville, those guys in the early 2000s. That's kind of really where he got his start. And he worked with Bam Margera on... Um, Bam's Viva La Bam series, where he was producer, executive producer, 
And then he graduated up to Bear Margera's Unholy Union, where they uh, taped uh, his marriage. And then uh, Where the F is Santa Claus was a movie that came out. Kind of entertaining. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't really kind of into that sort of genre, but it was definitely um, nonetheless entertaining. And Joe was actually executive producer of that. And as I said, New York Inc. and the Fugawis, really great guy. Um, just very down to earth, very cool, very knowledgeable. So we'll be bringing him on in a few. He'll be dialing in shortly. But, um, you know, so that's basically it at this point. It's hard to believe um, this is it for the year. I'm going to be taking two weeks off to retool the show a little bit and got some really cool surprises and some new things that are going to be coming up. So it's going to be very, very exciting to, uh, to let you guys see what I have um, coming up very, very soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. And I'll be posting stuff over the next couple of weeks. But it's cool because you can go on iTunes now. You can go out to uh, Stitcher, basically anywhere. You can find this um, this radio show and it turns into a podcast. So you can listen to it at any time, listen to it live. And next year, we're looking at hopefully having some callers, you know, call in, help forget career advice, probably getting back to doing this on site, like on college campuses or at an employer. Um, the other thing, too, is, is that I'm looking for, uh, you know, people who want to advertise. So it would be definitely interesting if you guys uh, want to advertise, reach out to me as well. And as I said, I do a lot of career coaching and things like that. So um, reach out to me. There's a lot of cool things that are updated on LinkedIn now as well as um, some of the various other sites like Google+, Facebook. And we got Joe calling in, so let's go ahead and bring him on live now. All right, Joe, how are you? Hey, what's up, Joe? How are you? Good, man. What's happened? A long time, man. It has been. It has been. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, It's my pleasure, man. It's great stuff. And, uh, yeah, I would have loved to have done this in person, but I'm actually uh, obviously getting over. So I didn't want to get you sick for the holidays or Christmas or whatever. So just don't want to spread any germs, man. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, man. You have, like, two kids. It's like everything, anything comes in. It's like, you know, kid starts coughing two days later. We start coughing. Never fun, no matter what you do. Oh, yeah. And you can – craziness. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. So, you know, feeling a lot better now. But I really appreciate you being on. And uh, we got a good – I think a good – audience out there today which is cool so uh, i was just telling everybody about your career a little bit about and um where you kind of got your start and things like that so if you want let's um want to jump right in it'd be great sure sure man so what what made you choose the you know to go down this career path that you're down you know being a producer i mean i think it's a it's an awesome career path and uh just curious on what sort of was your deciding factor for that yeah, I mean, for me, in a, in a way, TV production kind of chose me, uh, I would think, more than I chose it. Um, I was really lucky at one point in my life, and uh, I had a, uh, a pretty typical, you know, 19- and 20-year-old existence. I was in school, and I was uh, waiting tables and kind of lost and not really having any idea what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, a series of... Uh, comedic errors kind of led me to uh, meet a dear friend of mine, this girl, Nicole, who um, kind of introduced me to the fact that you can make a living um, working in television and gave me an opportunity to get an internship at MTV Networks. Um, For those of you listening, MTV used to play music and be really cool. And (laughs) it was something (laughs) that got me really excited at the time. And, um, you know, I wrote a whole blog on this, which it might be a cool thing for you to to post on your side, Joe, for your, your, yeah. your listeners. Um, but it's a, it's a capital V Tumblr. And, um, basically, cool. um, I had just dropped out of school and I had no idea, um, 
what I wanted to do. So I didn't want to waste my time anymore or money until I kind of figured it out. And um, this internship opportunity fell into my lap. And of course I needed to be in school to get an internship. <laughs> and um, it was uh, really bad timing since I just withdrew. Um, so I did with what any sort of really hungry, uh, desperate 20 year old kid from New York city would do. And I basically forged a letter from my college awesome. saying that, that I was, um, I was still enrolled. And, uh, at the time it wasn't so corporate and everything wasn't checked online and computers. And it was all pretty still like paperwork, mom and pop. And, um, right. Right. You know, they didn't, they didn't vet it. They looked at my letter and they said, okay, cool. Go sit over there. And you got an internship. And, uh, that was, oh, that was the beginning of, of my whole career. Yeah. That is very, very awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have, you know, we've all, I think, kind of done something like that, you know, one stage yeah. to, to try to get there. And it, it's it's obviously a tough market and, and so competitive, but um, that's um, that's very cool. So what was what was an early career challenge that you faced? You know, kind of you got started, you got a great opportunity, but what was one thing you kind of saw right away that was like, oh, my gosh, this is a challenge. How do I overcome this? Yeah, um, I mean, that happened right away. It didn't take very long. At the end of my internship, um I, being very naive, uh, went to my boss and said, okay, well, do I have a job now? <laughs> and uh, he's <laughs> like, no, you don't. We barely have jobs, and this is super competitive, and there's 100 people that want to work here a day that come in, and, um, you know, but thanks for the internship, and good luck to you. And um, that was definitely my first challenge was realizing that, like, nothing comes easy. And if you want yeah. to get anywhere in any business, especially in production, uh, which is all I've done and all I can really speak for, is you have to outsmart and work harder than everyone else because yeah. your level of talent or intellect isn't going to do it. It's about getting ahead of the next guy. So instead of just going home and licking my wounds and saying, okay, well, I did an internship and now I'll make a resume that has that internship on it and try to get a job at another company. I right. knew that um, my, my team was getting ready to go to Long Beach, California to do a TV show called rock and jock softball. And um, yep. uh, me and my friend took some good advice from a coworker and we just bought our own tickets to California and flew out there and just showed up. And, oh, that's um, cool. We, we just went up to the boss and said, hey, you know us from New York. We were your interns. I know you got some locals here that you've never met that you're going to hire. Why not hire us instead? And I think he was really impressed by that hustle and um, gave us seven days of work at 100 bucks a day. And um, that was a really early lesson in overcoming a challenge. It was like, don't take no for an answer. Right. And yeah. if, you, if you show really hard initiative, um, people are going to notice that. Yeah, that's that's a very cool story, and that's awesome. I I never knew that, and I remember Rock and Jock softball. That was uh, that's <laughs> yeah. really cool. And I yeah, and I think you know what I see too is you know I obviously was in corporate America for some time, and you just see so many people. Um, you know, they kind of get out there, they get the first part of frustration, and boom, then they like they quit. And that's a great story of you know perseverance. You know, kind of just you know basically saying, hey, I'm going to do this. We're going to fly out there. You know, no holds barred. Just just take charge of your yeah. opportunity and make it happen. That's great, man. That's that's awesome. You got to take you got to take risks and you got to put yourself out there. And I think um, something that's I think it's easy to say about like the the younger generation right now, how they sort of you know, I think like a lot of people say everybody wants the things handed to them. I don't know yep. that that's new. I think that's something that we've all been plagued with for a long time, but it might yeah. be more common now than ever. And I think it's important to, to not let that get the best of you. Yeah. Nobody no, can I, hand I, you anything. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And, that, and that's kind of, I think, how I started out, too. You know, there was points where I was kind of like, oh, why isn't this coming to me? You know, I should get this. I work hard. And, you know, and you, then you kind of realize it and say, wow, that guy really outworked the hell out of me. You know, I really mm-hmm. didn't deserve it. So it's it's amazing stuff. But that's that's good, man. So um, thinking about, you know, your career, you know, obviously in your industry, you know, things do really well. You have, you know, really successful shows. You know, you've had an awesome career. Um, you know, and then obviously there are points where you might have something that just doesn't work well, turns mm-hmm. out to not be, you know, a good venture. Um, so what, yeah. what's been a failure where you just said, Hey, this just didn't work. And what did you kind of learn from it? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, in a, in a, in a creative industry, um, failure is a daily routine. Um, yep. it's something that is actually necessary for success. Um, you have to constantly fail and then succeed and then fail again. And that's, that's the, the puzzle that you keep putting together every day. Um, one thing I learned on a, on, a, on a larger scale, not on a daily level, is when, when I do a show and I work really hard and we're proud of it and the network is behind it and it airs and it doesn't do well, um, what I've learned from that is obviously all of this stuff is very subjective and it's not always going to work and that you have to just shake it off and then forget it. Right. And, and just, it's like, it's like being in sports, you're going to lose and then you're going to have to go out and play again tomorrow. And yeah. if you keep thinking about yesterday's loss, you're never going to win again. And oh, yeah. I think I'm just, I've learned how to shake it off and just how to, let you know let it let it be and just chalk it up because even those failures um still get discussed in meetings that i have about shows that people in the industry liked so right you know we know the audience isn't always going to um you know jersey shore or duck dynasty our ratings you know it doesn't mean it was a bad show it just didn't work you know yeah exactly that's that's a good point too you know talking about how to kind of keep your head up um when something doesn't work, you know, cause I've seen a lot of times where I've done a project and I put something together, say, Hey, I think the solution will work. And then it just doesn't work or it bombs and everybody kind of piles on to see, you know, we told you so or whatever, but that's, mm-hmm. it's a great point kind of talking about, Hey, you got to get back in the game tomorrow. And, and I, I see, you know, a lot of people struggle with that where, you know, they let it fester for days and days and days and weeks. And I saw somebody that, you know, a couple months went by, I'm like, you're still mad at that, you know, project. It's a damn project. You no, know, don't worry about it. You know, you got to get up and, the successful people are the ones that just continue to fail and learn from it and move forward. And then you have another success and it's great. So that's a, it's a great point. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think you can go and like, you, you can Google um, the most successful people in the world and the word yep. failure, and you'll see amazingly profound quotes about how important failure was to their success. And um, it's really easy to read those things. Um, it's easy to say those things. It's not always easy to do those things, but that's the difference between people like, you know, Steve Jobs and, you know, some other guy at a computer place in 1981 that didn't do it, you know. So yep. it's uh, it's important to, to get back on your feet. Yeah, and I think for me, you know, like when I, you know, originally um, started out on this journey a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, you know, get into this, kind of got my feet wet a little bit, and I got a little scared and got feared and sort of just backed off and said, hey, this didn't work. Okay, you know, I must not be with it or it's just not working and and then finally just like like, like light bulb quick i read the steve jobs book and i read a couple of books and just sort of studied these successful people and mm-hmm. so i was like wow okay they just keep going they don't they don't really care about you know the failures i mean they care but it just doesn't bother them it just rolls off like it's nothing and then it's just amazing to see the difference in the shift that i've made and you know i just see how you know you've kind of 
going through it and just keep making that shift and just keep going and going and going. And it's great. And you keep getting really awesome things. that are Yeah. Out. I, I mean, t- for me, and I mean this, honestly, I don't mean this to sound like a, a cliche thing or like a, a internet meme, but like giving up is the only failure. That's the right. only failure. That's it. Yeah. Nothing. Else no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that's I think that's so true. And that's that's a great quote because so many people just, you know, they, they try something. I've seen, you know, I've coached people going into real estate or they're going into mortgage business and then something doesn't work. They get upset and then they quit after two or three tries. And, you know, they always say that person that makes a sale is the one that just keeps going and gets asked the person eight times and they finally get it. It's just persistence. And um, okay. that's, I think, a thing that's that's truly missing. Um, so thinking about your career, would you go back and, you know, change anything or would you kind of keep it the way it is, you know, all the lessons you've learned? Um, I mean, yeah, I'd go back and make every show I ever made a hit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, exactly. But, um, no, I mean, you know, it's always a funny question when anyone's asked if, would you go back and change anything? Right. I don't, it, it's a hard question to answer because I think we would all like to go and have a, a do over on some of the decisions yep. we've made or, choices we've made uh i can't say i would necessarily go back and change anything other than my attitude sometimes um i think that we're only as good as our attitude and i think that for the majority of my career i've had a really positive um attitude and i think there were some darker times in my in my coming up where my maturity level wasn't allowing me to be as positive or as um, professional in a really challenging scenario to overcome right. it in a better way. So I think, I think if anything, it would be to just go back and tell my young self to just relax and be cool. And, and if you, if you have your head on straight, everything will, will work out as best as it can, because especially in my business, it, it's not any one person that makes a show successful or not. There's, there's so many people. There's, you know, people that are in the field making it, on camera performing it, in the edit putting it together, in an office in midtown Manhattan or in, in Santa Monica telling you how to change it. There's so many people involved. So it, it's, it's something where you can't, you can't put it all on yourself but you got to sort of right. like keep your, your side of the street as clean as possible. And then if everybody does that, it's a really successful venture. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. So how did you get your break with the, um, you know, the jackass crew? Cause I remember that's, I, I first started watching mm-hmm. that kind of the early two thousands and first I was like, Oh man, what, what kind of is this? I, I didn't get it at first. And then <laughs> yeah. I just remember just, you know, I, I kind of watched it again, like maybe a couple months later. I was like, I, I just started laughing all of a sudden it was weird. It's like, <laughs> Not that I didn't hate it at the beginning, but I was just like, okay, I don't get this. This kind of looks dumb. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, I was like, wow, this is kind of funny. And I was just laughing my ass off with some of the, you know, the craziness. So so how did you get yeah. your, your start? Well, I was probably doing exactly what you were doing. You know, I, I didn't work on the original Jackass TV series that we all right. uh, were introduced to those guys on. And um, so I was sitting on my couch watching it. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was really funny uh, and goofy. And I think the reason why it worked was – you know, not because necessarily what those guys were doing, but who those guys were. Um, yeah. Their, their camaraderie and everything really appealed to, to young men, I think. Um, but what happened with me was uh, it was a really boring story. I mean, it was as simple as a, a former um, MTV staffer that I knew very well, uh, this woman, Donna, uh, who's a, a wonderful person. 
Um, we had both recently left our staff jobs at MTV, and she got hired to line produce uh, Viva La Bam. And they, cool. needed a, they needed a coordinating producer type, a sort of guy who was going to be half in charge of logistics and, and also have some creative, like, you know, not, I guess, input, creative input. And right. she thought I'd be perfect, and I would, I would really blend in with the guys because I think one of the things in my field that's really important is not only what your skill set is, but your personality and how you're able to, to gel with people around right. you to keep the environment of a comedy or a drama in the right place. And, uh, I, you know, I accepted the position, and, and I started working on the show, and I, uh, I really clicked with those guys, you know, uh, between uh, Bam and Ryan Dunn and, you yep. know, uh, Rab and Zico and all those guys, we just got along. And, um, and that was really, the, uh, that was a, kind of a big turning point in my career, that show, because it allowed me to really make this step from production management to creative production in a very fluid way. And by the end of that whole series, I was, uh, I was never looking back at production management, and I was firmly implanted in creative. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was, I'll tell you, it was a great series just watching that. And, uh, you know, I know uh, uh, Don Vito just passed away recently, really, really sad. Yeah. But, I mean, that just, yeah. you, you said it best. I mean, that whole, the whole crew just got together so well. And, you know, I, I came to Westchester a couple of times, met those guys a little bit. And you just see the camaraderie that was there. I mean, it was just, it was really cool. Like, they just got it. And they, the stuff yeah. they did, it was just so, so original and just so, so funny. And, and, you know, it was, it was a great seemed like a really great era, I think. And, and it just seems like it was a really cool thing. And then I know you, um, you worked on, uh, bands on Holy Union too. So I'm, I'm sure that I'll tell you though, that's gotta be interesting though, kind of working on it. Cause I'm sure, you know, one hand you love the stuff. It's great. But then the other hand, you're like, okay, you know, are we going to, you know, are we going to get in trouble? What's going to happen? You kind of have that sort of worry yeah. in the back of your mind. So how do you, how do you deal with that though? Cause it's like, you never know in some cases, I know some of the stuff sure. can be scripted and ideas are thought, but like, Sometimes things just kind of get out there and ad hoc happens. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, and, and, and quite often um, with those guys. I mean, we never really wanted to put too strong of a boundary on them creatively, of course. Right. Uh, we definitely did plan certain things, um, and, uh, and you have to because it's just life and that's how it works. Yep. But for, um, th- how to handle the fear of what might happen, I mean – I think you just you, you just want to be as prepared as possible, and I think that really right. goes for any show, any 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 business. I mean, every business has risk, and every job has risk. If you're as prepared yep. as possible, you're going to be able to at least um, handle when things go off the rails. And and they did; right. they went off the rails a lot for us. And sometimes that resulted in really great television, and sometimes yeah. it resulted in us losing an entire shoot day. But um, right. again, you don't you don't freak out. You know what you're what you signed up for with those kind of guys yeah. and that things like that. Right. Gonna, it's gonna happen. You know, somebody yeah. might end up in jail tonight. You know, <laughs> that's gonna be exciting though because it's like you get a lot of variety and just you know you never know what's gonna happen. Even though you kind of do a little scripting, and it's like okay, what are we gonna expect here and and see and just you know I, I remember seeing some of the stuff too live when you guys were filming and I just you know and then you just watch and you're like wow that's hysterical. It's just so funny yeah. and just entertaining that's um it's awesome stuff so yeah I mean, once you, you kind of got done going off the rails it would be the yeah. jackass 24-hour takeover that that's oh, a perfect oh. example of no matter how yeah. prepared you are you can never be prepared for live tv that goes on for 24 hours long so that would oh, be a yeah. good example of how we survived that kind of stuff 
I was going to say, yeah, that was one of my questions too. That was, um, I, I remember watching that. That must have been just, you know, pins and needles with some stuff, just seeing stuff go off the rail. But, you know, as you said, you know, if you're prepared, hey, you know, you, you just, you do all you can to be prepared. And if it goes off, you just got to handle it. Yeah. Well, in that case, if it goes off, you just yell out dance party and everybody starts dancing. <laughs> That was, right. That was our solution to anything not working. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I remember that. I was like, okay, and yeah. I was doing stuff. I'm like, wow, how about that? <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good trick. I like that. So, yeah. you know, kind of going from, you know, from sort of, you know, working with Bam and working with that whole crew, then you kind of went into, um, you know, work with, uh, you know, the guys at New York Inc. and, uh, and Ami, and, and yeah. I thought that was an awesome show, too. Um, so what was that like, you know, being uh, executive producer on that show? Um, it, it was, it had a lot of challenges. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed a lot of that show and that time, but, um, we were kind of reuniting, uh, partially reuniting a cast from an old show. I mean, obviously right. Tommy was a Miami Inc. and a veteran yep. of doing this for a long time. Um, but we were simultaneously putting together a, a TV show and opening up a real shop. And that was something that fell on the shoulders of not only Ami, whose shop it was, but the production crew to help expedite the logistics of opening a business in New York City in time for a shoot date that needed to happen so that we can make a premiere for air. So that, that added an element of uh, stress and uh, you know, a ticking clock that we don't always have to handle. Um, so, you know, and anyone who knows, opening up a, a brick and mortar in New York City um, comes with a lot of pitfalls. And um, oh, yeah. from in- inspections, you know, the electric's not right. And, oh, there's a flood now. And, you know, there's a hundred things that can go wrong. And um, yep. I think that was one of the biggest challenges. Once we got up and running and we were making a TV show, <laughs> the biggest challenge was that we had a room full of people that are tattoo artists and they're crazy. And, you know, right. I think this is coming from a guy who handled uh, the cast of Viva Alabama and Jackass on shoots. And right. I was still at times it was challenging to say the least to, to get everyone to just shut up and listen <laughs> and, yeah, and, and get right. our day started. Um, and then, and then at the end of the day, I think um, we all did and it was fine. I, I think the one thing about that show that um, I think I can go on record and say, and I think the fans of that show would agree with is, you know, TLC wanted a drama. We gave them a drama. I don't know that right. we necessarily any of us really wanted it to be a drama, but they got a drama. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's kind of what I thought too, and and I kind of realized that too. But it was still good. I mean, there's still some some good points, and yeah, I, I always yeah. said I love the camera work. I love the just you know the cuts and and things, and mm-hmm. and just the way it works. It seemed like it really really worked well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Yeah, so before we go, I got two two last questions for you sure. here. So what so what so what's next for you? Like what are you uh what are you working on now? I mean, if you can elaborate a little yeah. bit, you know, kind of what's what's in sure. store for you in the next uh year. Yeah, um I you know, without I can't go into super detail on some of it, but oh, yeah. um as as everyone uh can find out now online, uh Vice has launched a uh or has has announced that they'll be launching a television network uh called Viceland in uh 2016 and uh i spent the better part of my year creating a pilot for uh a potential series that would air on viceland uh that was a lot of fun um it's the kind of content i want to start pushing towards uh more which is a true documentary um no scripting of any kind um but 
really uh, preparing and writing out uh, thoughtful uh, questions and, and arcs to um, w- that have to do with real people in real scenarios with real stakes. And um, I think right. that, I think that that network is going to knock cable TV on a, on its ass. Honestly, oh, um, awesome. I think that the programming is phenomenal. Everyone should go check out the, the sizzle trailer for Viceland because it'll blow yeah. you away. Um, and so that that's that was the better part of my year, uh, depending on if that show goes through. I'd love to go back and finish that as a series for Vice or do other work for Vice. I think that's a, uh, both in New York, L.A. and even Toronto, there's a lot of opportunity with them. They're growing uh, ri- ridiculously by the day. Um, and then the other stuff I'm really trying to get into is um, I've teamed up with a couple of guys that own a lot of intellectual property, uh, whether it be books or graphic novels and things that we can – take and create scripted series uh you know content for for entities like netflix showtime hbo um and really start to partner up with those people and get involved in um in something that's a little bit more scripted i you know i mean i wouldn't be the showrunner or a day-to-day guy but more of a behind the scenes executive producer trying to get some right. some really compelling content made uh outside of the non-fiction doc or reality uh space gotcha very cool man so it sounds like you're uh keeping busy i love it it's good stuff yeah so I get a little break um, for the holidays, though. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm definitely gonna need that yeah. too to recoup us as well. So <laughs> yeah. and, and try to enjoy it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we close out here, so what's one piece of advice? So if you have just sort of one single, you know, nugget of information or piece of information that you can give to those who are just starting out in their career, what would that be? Pay your dues. Yeah. Awesome. Honestly, um, don't try to skate through this. Don't try to complain your way to a promotion don't complain that the guy next to you is getting a better paycheck or a higher title shut up pay your dues work hard be grateful and in any business especially mine your relationships and your reputation are all that matter so be cool be a person that people want to sit next to you want to talk to want to work with and pay your dues Dude, that's beautiful. That that's be that's advice. exactly it. That's awesome. That's that's what a, a lot of people can use. <laughs> Seriously, a lot of yeah, yeah. A lot of people just complain yeah. and yeah. I mean, I've done it too. You know, we've all done that. But I just think that that sums up where people need to go. That's awesome stuff, man. So are you excited about? Well, yeah, uh, so dude, I got I got two I got two blogs on on uh, Tumblr. I think if you just Google capital V blog, one yeah. is called How Not to Suck, which is all about what I just said to you about paying your dues. And one is uh, a really detailed story about how I got into the business, both of which I think for what you're trying to do here, Joe, yeah. would be really, really good so that people should go try to Google those and check Oh, yeah, out. absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely look that up after the show, and I'll, you know, I'll post that with the, uh, the wrap-up show stuff. And uh, absolutely, cool. I'll take a look at that as well. It's good stuff, man. So you excited about Star Wars? I can't wait. <laughs> I know, man. I know. I, I, I got a friend who I went who... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know anybody who isn't completely, like, at this point, busting about the fact that it's so close. So, yeah, I think oh, we're all geeking out. And, yeah. Completely. I'm all I'm all nerded out. I got both kids are ready to go, which is cool. You know, we've had tickets uh, for a couple months now. I'm actually going Friday afternoon, and one of my buddies I went to high school with, he, he lives out in L.A. and works at a restaurant and does some stand-up comedy here and there at night, and he's a really cool guy. And he actually just uh, put a Facebook picture up that he's in line to actually go see it today. And I'm like, man. And I'm like, Please Ooh. don't share any spoilers. You know, just don't. <laughs> so, but uh, it, it's so cool I, to see all I this I think stuff. I'm, I'm going to boycott the internet for the next two days because if I find out anything at this point, I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to be pretty pissed. 
So, yeah, yeah, no, I know, and it's it's going to be coming furious. I think the I think they they're lifting the um, the I guess whatever it is the uh, no talk at I think midnight or something tonight. So I think the reviews are going to start coming in. So that's kind of why I'm like, oh boy, next couple next couple of days I'm going to kind of be a little bit away from the internet a little bit and uh, yep. try not to yep. look at things. I just want to enjoy it. You know, that's the thing. I just want to. I mean, I never thought in in a million years I'd be taking my kids to see what I grew up on. It's it's a crazy thing. It's really weird, and I just feel so like geeked out with it. It's going to be fun, so I'm excited. Absolutely, and now we get we get one a year, so we get to do this all again next year. <laughs> I, I know, I'm loving it. It's like you know, we got the spinoffs. I'm like, hey, I'll take it. You know what? And yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be good. So, well, thank you, man. This has been uh, really awesome. One of my favorite interviews, and and I appreciate uh, your honesty and your openness, and it's it's great. And uh, you know, once I once I get on my feet here, let's try to do lunch maybe uh, early next year or something. Uh, we'll get up there. That and, sounds uh, great, Jim. Yeah. Great to catch up, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Cool. I appreciate it as well. Thank you so much for yeah. having me Thanks on. Thanks so much, and, Joe. Uh, I'll see you soon. All right, Joe. Yeah. Take care. Have a good one. Take Thanks care. so much. All right, you Bye. too. Bye-bye. All right. That was Joe DeVito, everybody. Um, truly fantastic guy. That was a lot of fun. Uh, wow, we actually went over it a little bit. But you know what? When you're having a great interview and um, – chat with a really cool guy. You just keep going and, you know, you let things go as they, as they may. So um, I, I just think kind of what Joe said, you know, pay your dues. That's so important. And I think we all forget that, you know, you got to work hard. You got to, you're going to get thrown to the ground. You're going to get busted up. You're going to get hurt. That's life and things happen. And I think ultimately, you know, like he says, pay your dues, you know, listen, shut up and just don't complain. I think you'll build a really great successful career. And that's what I've learned too, is, you know, I, in my early career, I complain and, you wouldn't get anywhere. And I didn't know it at the time, but looking back on it, if I wouldn't complain and, you know, if I would just kind of kept my course and just worked my ass off and paid my dues the way I should have, I'd probably be in a lot better spot, but you know, that's, that's the lesson to learn. So I think, um, I think Joe just hit the nail on the head with that. Um, but hard to believe it's the end of the year and this is our final show. So I just want to wrap things up here real quick with some news from the job world. Um, we talked a little bit about Staples and Office Depot merger, no new news right now, but we'll try and get them after the new year. Newell Rubbermaid, Inc., the maker of Sharpie markers and Parker pens, said it be uh, bought by Jardin Corp., which makes Sunbeam kitchen appliances and Coleman outdoor gear. Interesting combo. Uh, $13.22 billion um, acquisition. Shell Oils cutting 2,800 jobs with the Amid BG takeover. And DuPont, we're continuing to monitor the situation here locally and nationally. As they indicated, 5,000 people are going to be cut from jobs, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Again, thank you all so much for making this a wonderful year. Hard to believe this is it for the year. Got an amazing new year lined up of guests and really cool people. Um, thank you again to Joe DeVito. Truly phenomenal guy. Um, I think he's one of the best out there. So um, look him up, watch his shows, follow the guy. Really great creative mind and just overall cool. So that's all the time we have for today. Please join me next year and I'll be publishing the shows pretty soon. Find me at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Joe Wu fan page, Twitter at Joe Rychowski, Google Plus at JoeWu.com. Thank you for all listening and thank you for being a part of this journey. Good night, everybody, and live amazing. Happy New Year.